That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Khayyab, and with us today is Monica Habishi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, so, uh, to let you guys know, this is the first episode where usually I like to prepare like a little list of questions uh, for our guest. But the reason why this time I decided, you know what, let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> it's because Monica and I go way back. Uh, we've been friends uh, since high school here in Kuwait. And uh, the reason I invited her on to the show is because I think it would be super interesting. Basically, um, we both came from similar backgrounds here in Kuwait and educationally. Uh, she was an AIS and I was an ASK, so rivals, but mm -hmm. still uh, similar friend groups, similar education, you know, um, curriculum, stuff like that. And um, I of course went into medicine and Monica was initially going as a pre-med student into college we're going to dive into that but then she uh, hit the the brakes the si pulled the side brakes on us <laughs> and went to uh, to uh, dentistry and she's due to graduate uh, from UCLA's uh, school of dentistry in June of 2024 June 2 2024 yes That's super exciting yes uh, oh I'm gonna get rid of this AC remote I'm gonna shove that into my pocket right there <laughs> <laughs> it's not an episode if one thing doesn't go wrong so mm. so just so you guys also are aware I am fresh off and on call for my surgery buddies out there uh, it's uh, it was ACS week and uh, to those who are on my team a shout out to you guys you know who you are it was a very intense week so I am half dead and this coffee is much needed mm -hmm. so Monica uh, first of all we always like to talk about uh, the coffee on the show mm -hmm. and then before we get into our partners and the episode so tell me what do you think of our coffee today? Honestly, it's great. It's the little pick-me-up I needed since I just got off a flight not too long ago. Mm. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, t tell us what do you think about the mugs, right? Oh, my God. It's so cute. I right? love the logo. Yeah. It is actually everything. Mm. And let's brew together. <laughs> um, fun fact. So this, this QR code right there, you can scan it, and they'll take you to the Instagram page. Oh, my God. I love that. Very cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, the coffee is a pick-me-up that we both needed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can tell you that during this week, the amount of coffee I was drinking was unreal. I can't I, even imagine. It was bad. <laughs> I switched to Turkish coffee recently for a little bit. Um, I really, I've been really enjoying the Turkish mm -hmm. coffee. Um, I, I don't know, and just like regular coffee, I started drinking. It was uh, I used to drink like sugary type coffee when I first started. Turkish now I'm weaned off completely because uh, sh sugar, uh, all the studies on sugar and its potentials for you know cancer and literally every other bad thing freaked me out. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So uh, let's dive into the meat of the episode. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, high school, medicine, dentistry. We really want to get into why should we go into medicine? Why should we go into dentistry in this episode? Um, right. Because, you know, I, and I, it's going to be a bit of back and forth from kind of two youngins in the, the industry. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So first of all, tell, tell me why, why even something healthcare? Where did that start in high school? You were, you were even more... I think in terms of healthcare, you you wanted to go into healthcare before me. Yeah. yeah. So both my parents are doctors, right? So mm -hmm. my dad's a cardiologist, my mom's an anesthesiologist, and so 
growing up, I always saw them in the healthcare field and I always saw how rewarding it was to kind of just see a patient through with like all of their needs, right? Watch someone get better and like play an integral role in making someone feel better. And I always wanted to go into healthcare for that reason. I really liked how rewarding it was. I was super interested in science always. And so up until I think the end of my first year of college, I was super pre-med. I went into college and I was like, you know, those like gunner pre-meds. Um, I, I remember. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did all the clubs and everything. And I was just doing a lot of volunteer work. Mm -hmm. And I realized after going to UCLA for undergrad was that there's a lot more to healthcare than just medicine, right? I think growing up for the longest time and seeing my parents both doctors, that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. And so when I went, I was like, okay, that's what I want, right? I want to really help people. Like I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I realized there's so many other outlets. Mm -hmm. And I think slowly getting more and more involved in different healthcare opportunities allowed me to see what's out there and slowly start to think, okay, maybe not specifically medicine, but something else in medicine, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think after my first year of college, I came back to Kuwait for summer and I wanted to do something to boost my resume, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna apply to medical school. I really want something on there. And so I asked my mom if I could intern um, at the hospital that she worked at. And Where? so KOC, Al Ahmadi Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Right. So at the time, it, it makes a difference, by the way, contextually, which hospital? Like, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So yeah. um, she was able to um, they have they used to have I don't know if they still have that, but this mm -hmm. was like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. um, they had this internship program where, um, you know, college students could come and kind of just shadow uh, physicians in different departments. And one of those departments happened to be dentistry because hospital based dentistry is huge in the Middle East. Yeah. And so when I heard that one of my rotations was going to be in the dental offices, I was a little upset because I was just very against the idea of, you know, dentistry or like working in someone's mouth. I was like, that's going to be really weird. I don't want to do that. I was actually really upset. Yeah. Really upset. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So day one, I'm already upset. And my day one, rotation one was dentist, like mm. dentistry. So I was like, okay, fine. I, just, I sucked it up. I went in and I remember so well, my first day was in the pediatric clinic and I even was worse. even worse, They're right? Screaming, I was expecting, okay, I was expecting the screaming and the crying and <laughs> yeah. everything. And I walked in and the doctor just knew exactly what to say to the patient to get her to sit down, sit for an exam, sit for like a couple x-ray films and actually do a small like minor cleaning. And the patient was actually really happy and she was yeah. excited and she wanted to come back. And I was like, okay, you know. I guess maybe this is an anomaly, like this isn't normal, right? Next day we were in the oral surgeon's clinic and he was doing extractions. I was like, this is for sure gonna be disgusting. There's gonna be lots of crying, lots of blood, lots, it's gonna be gross. All pediatric. Patients. No, this was, this was more like, you know, teens, you know, wisdom teeth no, extractions. But, but still Things pediatric. Like, in still this, young, yeah, yeah. Yeah, young, yeah. So I'm there like holding the gauze, right? And it was not that bad. I was like, okay, that's not bad at all. Like, this is kind of interesting. Third day, I was in like the general clinic. So I was like watching, you know, them, like I was watching the dentist like do a filling and then like a patient's like front tooth chipped. So he like just did a small filling in the front for her and she was really, really happy. And I was like, 
wow, like you could see the results right away, right? Like we were able to fix that chip, like extract that tooth mm. all instantly. And I was like, this isn't as gross as I thought it would be. You know, I was starting to be like a little more intrigued. Mm. And then the next week I started in the pediatric clinics and the hospital and I started to see sick children. And that- Wait, what do you mean? Uh, sorry. There's going to be a bit of doctor versus dentist, dentist. ribbing here. Yes. What yes. do you mean sick? You guys so, don't get sick. So they were just not in optimal health. Let's say that. So I don't I don't remember what like conditions they had. Honestly, I don't remember. Chronic or acute? Um, some were chronic. Some okay. were acute. Okay, so okay. mixed. Yeah, mixed. So this was morning rounds in the... Um, you guys have rounds? This was at the KOC still. Yeah. I like went as an intern dentist to the round. Uh, no, no. Rounds? This was like in the hospital like oh right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. was like we're done i finished my first week was yeah, the dental yeah, yeah. it was chill it was beautiful loved it okay, right perfect second week we started in the pediatric clinic in the hospital oh wait so that's what you meant by sick yeah okay yeah, i thought yeah, you yeah. meant dentists were, no 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 okay, no okay, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, no okay, right okay. so they were like sick children um in the hospital oh, that's we were, worse. yeah we were doing rounds and i was really really upset i i just like i went back to my mom's office and i was like wait you were upset yeah i was sad that's actually really surprising yeah i went back to my mom's office and I was like, do I have to go back? And she's like, yeah, do you want the signature? And I was like, yeah, but can we just skip this, you know, rotation? And she was like, no, you have to do them all. And I was like, okay, fine. It's surprising because pediatrics are the healthiest ones. Oh my God. I wish I saw healthy kids. <laughs> They, yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, so just, you know, did a round, um, went through the day and I just was bummed. Honestly, I thought mm -hmm. I would have a lot more fun mm -hmm. in the hospital than I had in the dental clinics, but that was not the case. The day after that, I went into surgery mm -hmm. and I was like standing there and they, I, it was like someone who had scoliosis mm -hmm. and they were putting like screws and stuff in their back and it was like a six hour long surgery. Oh, orthopedics. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another like yeah. traumatic experience. And I guess like the rest of my internship, I just no longer was enjoying it. I, it kind of set the tone for me and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm. Um, but I didn't want to back out just yet because, you know, like we said, um, it's all I've wanted to do since like mm. maybe eighth or seventh or eighth grade. Right. So went back to the U S and I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this dental door open. Um, I'll still shadow some dentists. You were, and at the time, remember for a lot of people here in the Middle East, uh, pre-med Pre as yes. another degree is a bit of a foreign concept. Here. Yeah. So, for, so in the U.S. it's kind of interesting because it's not like pre-med isn't the major. In some schools, yeah, it is yeah, a major. But what are you going to do with it? Yeah. So in UCLA, it was psycho, I was psychobiology. So my major was psych and bio classes. You never told me that. Yeah, psychobio. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. It like a um, good show. Yeah, psychobio. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> but you know, the major wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. I thought it would be an actual mix of psych and bio in mm. classes, but it was literally just half psych classes, half bio classes. Mm. Um, and so I guess that's like the good thing about going to school in the U.S. is you don't go with like this is the set path like I'm pre-med and I'm done yeah you can switch and I'm glad that I had that opportunity to explore what I wanted to do in those first four years of undergrad before dental school because I wouldn't have realized that I wanted to go to dental school been a bit and not late. medical mm -hmm. school right and so I went back and I was still doing you know my like volunteering work um i was still shadowing at the dental clinics and i was still you know involved in healthcare and one of these like one of the clubs that i was a part of we actually like drove down from los angeles to mexico and did like healthcare screenings mm. and sometimes we would take with us like mobile dental clinic or like a mobile vision clinic or whatever and one day we had a mobile dental clinic come along 
And surprisingly, there were a lot more people there than when we do the healthcare screenings. Okay. And when we ask them why, it's because, oh, like when we have money to to spare or to spend, we're not going to spend it on teeth. We're going to oh, go. Oh, not on teeth. No, because these are free services. Okay. So they're like, we're not going to spend them on our teeth. We're going to go to the doctor. We're going to buy other things right. that we need, right? Because our health is more important than our teeth. And no one really goes to the dental clinic and pays money for it. So if it's free, they're going to come for sure, for right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Because no one goes to the dentist unless they're in pain. And it's too late at that point when they're in pain. And I think that's something that I started to really think about was, okay, you know, there's all these aspects of healthcare, and your mouth is a part of your body, yes. right? But why is the emphasis always on our like physical body and our physical ailments? And we're not as focused on our teeth or okay, like but like let, let me challenge you with that yes um by the way a lot of what i'm going to talk about in this episode is going to be less about my own opinions but more like the 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 views the the stigma all of that mm -hmm. stuff like you know because i'm sure that factored in your brain when you were a hundred percent and yeah. i'm sure that a lot of people making the decision between medicine or dentistry are thinking of these things let's imagine um healthcare is a, a, a burger right mm -hmm. would medicine be the meat And then kind of dentistry is just one of the toppings. It's important. It's not, Listen, nobody wants a dry burger. But it's not, you know. Look, I do understand a lot of, a lot of times. And I think even my parents would, uh, you know, take your side and say, yeah, like mm -hmm. your health is way more important than your mouth and like what's going on with your teeth, right? But I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that your mouth and your teeth is still a part of your body. If you have an infection in your mouth, that can go and spread to the rest it of your body, right? You. Yeah, it, you know, a lot of health diseases can show up in your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can see a lot of, your dentist can identify a lot of health issues just by looking in your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at your tongue, looking at just different aspects of it, right? So I think it's not mutually exclusive. I do see why people prioritize their health more than their oral health, right? Yep. But I think it's time for us to also just emphasize the importance of making sure that we also have a healthy mouth because like you have a healthy mouth, you're going to have a healthy body overall, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's still super important. And that's something that I try so hard to emphasize with my parents as well and my family because they're all, you know, I have a lot of doctors in my family, like physicians, mm -hmm. but again, they always look at you know, dentists and they're like, oh, like you're not a real doctor or dentist or like oh, teeth aren't really important. Right. But I disagree. I think if you really like think about it and if you really look at, you know, the studies and look at the things that are done and a lot of times doctors will send, you know, patients to the dentist to get clearance for certain medical procedures because it's not, you know, disconnected. Like they do have impacts on each other. And I think it's really important to switch that narrative and kind of focus more on like the collaboration rather than, oh, like this is important and you're just like a topping on the side. So, okay, let me challenge it, uh, challenge you again though. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, is it fair for, again, I, I keep saying this because I know someone is going to be listening and feel offended. Guys, I do not believe in the majority <laughs> of what I'm talking about right now. I just, I'm trying to get a point across because if we don't be blunt about some of these conversations, my hope is that someone is watching who's like a high school kid and deciding what they want to do. And I want to be blunt about this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's fair for dentists to be considered doctors, okay, if they don't go to medical school? 
Well, let me tell you this. My first two years of school, dental school at UCLA, I was taking medical school courses. Yeah, but that's pre-clin. Pre-clin, like, listen. We don't... Like, no, I think we why do. do you think, why do you think step one was turned into pass-fail? Because there was a huge argument. So step one, USMLE step one is mm-hmm. preclinical. Step two is clinical. And in step one, a lot of people argued and they got annoyed. They're saying that I'm putting all this studying into this one exam that hardly, it's a foundation, but it hardly plays into kind of my my practice, you know, if we go into like day-to-day and whatever. So like, do you, still, do you think it's fair? That what? Like you guys, yes, you guys do the first uh, two years, right? Yes. But is it fair to say that, you know, you guys are doctors if you're not doing the whole med school? We are doctors. Tell me. <laughs> I, I believe you're doctors, by the way. I'm just yeah. saying, like, tell me why. I just think, you know, like everyone has their own specialty. Like you're a psychiatrist, you're a whatever, right? And mm-hmm. I think we're doctors of teeth. Like we are doctors of dental surgery. Like that's the degree we end up getting, right? Yeah. And you know, it's not like a, to- a tooth is just like an accessory, like hanging no. out in your body, right? And it's not and like I can manage a tooth anyway. Yeah, right? And so there's a whole science to it, right? Mm. And like, I love dentistry because it's like art and science. There's a lot going on with a tooth. Like I can, you know, there's only so much I can do, but overall, like, it's not just like an isolated tooth. There's a whole environment there, right? And I'm not taking care of just that tooth. I'm taking Mm -hmm. care of the entire environment of your mouth. And I'm taking into account your medical history. I'm taking into account all these other factors that, you know, that's what a doctor does. You know, you're not just, I'm not just like a a tooth mechanic, right? So what you're saying is that, Okay, maybe the the journey is a bit different, mm-hmm. but the net result is still a physician. Yeah, you're still a I, yeah, you're still a doctor mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and I think it just depends on what kind of doctor you want to be, right? Yeah. And I think for me, the thing that stood out the most in dentistry was how a it was really it's fun because it's artistic, right? You mm-hmm. get this like complex case or even a simple case, right? But it's super important to kind yeah. of focus on educating educating the patient on like the importance of oral health because I think people come in and they're like, oh, I want my teeth to look pretty. But <laughs> there's just, you know, maybe so many other things that they haven't considered because they just don't know, right? Yeah. Or people always come to the dentist when it's too late. Like yeah. at that point, you know, your options are super limited. And I think, you know, going to a general dentist for annual checkups should be like going to a primary care provider for annual visits, right? Because that way you can stay on top of it, make sure that you're healthy, that you, you know, that things are going well, that you're not coming to me when it's too late and your options are very limited. Well, the issue is access worldwide. That is true. It's difficult. It is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree with you. And a lot of times, like a lot of people don't have insurance or yeah. the finances to go to a dentist. And that's yeah. a whole other issue as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think, you know, in general, like just education is something that can go really, really far because no matter how much so a lot of people or some people have the finances, but they don't have the knowledge yeah. to know that this is important. Right. And I or the time they think it's not worth their time. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of people just don't realize the importance. they see it as a luxury. Yes, a lot of people. Exactly. They, they see good teeth as like I'm Hollywood. I'm uh, yeah. spend the money on it. But yeah. it's not core to, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you can have mm-hmm. not not the most aesthetic teeth, but your mouth can be healthy. Right. And mm-hmm. you can have like really good looking teeth, but your gums and, you know, the state of your mouth can be not so healthy. So I think that's also something that, you know, needs to be emphasized is just there's a lot more to it than just, you know, like like white looking teeth in a mouth. Right. There's exactly. just a whole person. There's, you know, tissues. There's nerves blood bacteria like so much in there that is also important um yeah. 
And so I think for me realizing that, you know, this is an area in healthcare that a lot of people kind of neglect or think is a luxury and push to the side. And I really wanted to play a role in educating people around me um, and giving back to like just the community in general education-wise, opportunity-wise. I just really want to emphasize the importance of like oral care and oral health. Um, And just, yeah, I really enjoy it. I'll I'll extend an olive branch here. Okay. (laughs) And we're Uh, due for an olive branch at this point. No, like, because a lot of what you're talking about is reminding me about how I feel about psychiatry. Mm -hmm. I'm not a a stranger to people being uh, telling me, oh, like just the the other day, literally, I had a a friend of mine tell me, you know, if you're enjoying this, it's a shame if you go into psychiatry. And I, uh, you know, I I, I get where people are coming from. I'm not going to lie. I get it. But it's still health and it's it's weird in health i feel like if you have one thing off it's a domino to the rest you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's why like if someone has i don't know let's say someone is bed bound for whatever reason they're gonna feel depressed they're not gonna go to their dentist they're not gonna get exercise so their phys maybe they need physio that's off their diet is gonna be bad dietitians are there for a reason you know what i mean like all these areas they all that's why we have multidisciplinary teams and blah blah so i do i do feel you with that to be honest i i i understand what it's like now what i'm wondering is okay i'm putting myself in the position of let's say someone who's deciding between medicine and dentistry Mm -hmm. how do you get over that feeling of oh people are going to tell me i'm not a real doctor okay so i experienced something similar when i was like okay i So my second year of undergrad, Mm. I decided I no longer want to do medicine and I want to switch paths and switch gears and go into dentistry. And I heard it from a lot of people who were like, oh, but if you're going to go and do four more years of school after undergrad, might as well go and become a real doctor. And I'm like, okay, I could let this bug me and sway me from doing what I actually really want to do, or I can just work on having this conversation with them or wait until they actually see me succeed in whatever it is that I'm doing Mm. and then realize that no, like I'm actually a doctor, right? (laughs) Um, And so I think, you know, for the longest time doing dental school, um, you know, people would joke and be like, oh, you're not a real doctor, whatever. But I think the more I learn and the more that they see me do and um, the more, I guess, confident they see me and like the steps that I'm taking and that I'm succeeding, they're like, oh, wait, like you're actually a doctor. You know, there's some respect there. I was like, yeah, maybe when I'm actually, you know, done and graduated and working, you'll fully believe it. Um, but I think if it's something that, you know, you truly enjoy, it just shouldn't matter what, you know, people think if you're not a real doctor or you're a doctor, because you know, within yourself that you've done the work, you've put in the time, you've put in the hours, you know your information and you're a competent provider. And that's I, what I matters. I can't agree more. That's yeah. that's exactly what I did. Yeah. You know, when whenever I'd have that feeling of, because I've had this discussion before of like, oh, my ego and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, because like, at least there's no slurs for dentists, but like I'm a quack. To mm. some, you know what I mean? Like that's been used against psychiatrists. There's museums dedicated. You know, there's a museum in LA what is, it called? It's, <laughs> what is it called? It's an anti-psychiatry museum. Uh, psychiatry, an industry of death. I think that's what it's called. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, 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 Funny enough, I went to it because um, I was doing a summer course in the States at a university. Okay. Um, 
and um, we went to it to kind of it, it was a psychology course mm-hmm. and to get the opposite's opinion right and so we went through this whole museum of them talking about how evil psychiatry is and how bad it is and blah 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 blah, blah. they didn't sway me but i mean I, I get what it's like to kind of have that stigma against what you do yeah. and not be given. I don't like saying it's the respect I deserve, but I mean, you know what? I went to med school. Yeah. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Come you on. know your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. And I think yeah. it all stems from the fact that just a lot of people don't see mental health as important as overall health. Yeah, right. But sure. I think if you're going to define health then you define it holistically, right? Like mm. your mental health, your physical health, like your oral health, like everything. It's not just your body and how you're feeling right like you know your mental health can take a toll on your physical health too and vice versa so i don't know i think we we separate things too much but i also think there's also one thing that i have noticed uh, a trend there also i feel in health we need to have anyone who works in health will tell you that all components of healthcare are important i i think honestly if if you if your doctor is dismissing a dietitian they're not, uh, you know, they're not up to date with their stuff. Yeah. Everybody, a good doctor knows their limitation. Yeah. You know, like if I, if I have a patient who, I don't know, they're, they have tooth pain. I'm not going to be like, oh, I can handle this. I'm a doctor. You know, yeah. like you need to know where you, your limits are. So I feel like one issue we do have is in the naming of things, you know, uh, like, Oh, like people get confused between PhD doctors versus physicians versus dentists versus pharmacists. The only ones they don't get confused with are vets because they have a whole different. <laughs> they page. do their own thing. They got their, their own. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and I think that's also like a problem. Like our our naming, maybe part of the issue that we're talking about here is the naming that is going on, you know, um, because like, let's say someone is you know, has an undergrad, has a degree in um, diet, you know, dietitian, and then they get a PhD, mm-hmm. you know, are they suddenly a treating physician who's gone to med school and can prescribe? No. But then some people may take advice from them thinking and not to the, I rarely, like rarely to their fault. I don't think they're trying to advertise that, but this is kind of the issue with the naming. Like see how it, just from naming, we're seeing people getting wrong advice from wrong places Naming can cause people to not pursue the things that they love because Mm -hmm. of stigma. I think in healthcare, we need to change the way we name stuff and our titles need to be updated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's, uh, you know, conducive. Yeah. And I think overall in healthcare, too, we really need to just have more cross collaboration between like Mm. all the disciplines. I think Mm. we're just too separated and that also is one of the roots of the issue with like the whole stigma thing right like oh i'm not gonna be a dentist because you know they don't consider me a real doctor they don't take my opinion for stuff but no if we really sat there and took the time to like have that conversation have that collaboration then you will feel like you are a physician yeah and you have a seat at that table right and i think that's really important and something that we're you know, slowly working toward, I mean, at least at, a, at our school, we're slowly working towards that or we're trying to work towards that. Um, I think medical schools are yeah. generally around the world. I don't, I, I think there's around the world, there's more and more push towards the idea of the MDT, the multidisciplinary team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and that patient care is not from one angle. You know, you need nurses, you need doctors, you need uh, dietitians, 
You, you need dentists. You need uh, physiotherapists. You need everybody to be contributing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I just think this whole separation thing is causes more issues. Well, you know, I was thinking about this before our episode today. One thing that is kind of strange to me. So dentistry is kind of like an area of medicine on its own. And then, you know, and you guys are our paths are similar at the start and they they veer off. What I've wondered, though, is why isn't dentistry treated like a specialty of medicine? I've wondered, like psychiatry, you go to med school and then you go and you do your psychiatry residency. Why is it that dentistry would be treated any different? It's kind of confusing to me. I, I, I wouldn't it, in fact, enhance your the one thing that I'm thinking is like the 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 big thing that I'm taking away from like intern year right now, training year, mm-hmm. is like I can handle a lot of emergencies. You know, at first, I, if a patient's heart stopped, I'd be freaking out. I don't know what to do. Now I feel relatively confident. You know, and just that experience seeing all the disciplines blah 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 so i've i'm surely you guys would benefit from that kind of you know experience right yeah i think in terms of you know medical emergencies basic life support and stuff we do get training on that but again very limited and it's very like unless you're really in that situation you can't really you won't really know how you're going to react like there's so much you can get from a textbook or from a training course right how many how many times do you realistically see that yeah no not often right but i think the reason it's separate is because or at least for us like our curriculum as dentists or dental students is that you know our first two years is strictly like like preclinical didactic stuff right but then we're also a lot doing a lot of lab work because our second two years we're treating patients already so we are learning a lot of these like, you know, root canals, making dentures, um, doing crowns, things like that. We're learning them on mannequins and like fake teeth. And so that also takes up a lot of our time. We're doing a lot of lab work. Well, why couldn't you do that during, let's say, residency, for example? Why do you think? Why not? Because I feel like it would take up like we would be learning a lot of stuff that ne- won't necessarily be applicable by the time we you know, start doing all this lab work and stuff during our residency year. But that's what I mean. So like, long all the, gone. All the specialties are that way as well. You think orthopedic doctors know how to handle hypertension? Sorry. <laughs> to, I mean, to my orthopedics. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm making fun because a friend of mine finished his orthopedic rotation and he was like, oh, yeah. If a, a patient has, uh, is sleepy, psych consultation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like, why? Why do you think that there's we allow that redundancy for other specialties, but then not for dentistry. I mean, I don't know. I guess within your specialties, like being in a hospital setting, you yeah. would, it's a lot more, I guess, a, applicable, like the stuff that you learn mm-hmm. and, and especially on your like rotations and things that you do versus for us, it wouldn't make sense to go into all of these rotations. Right. When at the end of the day, we're still focused primarily, very heavily focused in the mouth. Like I, I didn't factor that the setting. Yeah. 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 You guys are totally, totally, you know, out. Totally separated mm. for most, for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of still hospital based dentistry and stuff, but again, very different setting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. But again, a lot of this is reminding me of psych because psych stuff is usually separate, you know, and I wonder like. Maybe that is the future of medicine, of healthcare, like of if you want to do that one thing, get started on it and we'll, just, you know, just do that, study that. Maybe, yeah. maybe that is the future. Who knows? Maybe. Know. Now, in terms of the other stuff, like we taught you, you shed light on kind of like how you felt about that or whatever. What about 
I, I love what you mentioned that in the first four years before dental school, you had that freedom to kind of explore, right? But a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. A lot like most systems outside of the US are out of high school, you got to Straight choose. into it. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think should run through someone's head thinking like, should I do dentistry medicine? I think, you know, if I were to go back to high school, me, Mm -hmm. I would have one tried to be more open minded and aware of the different, you know, routes of healthcare that exist. Right. I think. I mean, we're very young in high school. We're like 16, 17, 18. Children, you know? children. children. What not do young. we know? Children. I, we need to specify that because we go into med school as yeah, children. Yeah, and I think it's really hard as an 18-year-old to yeah. know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Uh, very, very hard. I don't yeah. think I'm forever grateful to have gone to the U.S. and had those four years to really, one, grow up and mm. two, figure out what it is that I want to do because I would have been really, really upset if I ended up in a six-year program doing something I did not want to do, yeah. right? And so I think in high school, I would have appreciated someone just, one, reminding me to constantly be open-minded and aware of all these like different routes and two, to just be curious and try to you know, go out there and see what I would want to possibly do. Right. I feel like maybe if internship programs existed where you could do, you know, rotations in different healthcare disciplines, or I think this podcast is great because you get to hear from different people who've had different routes at such a, like an early age, you know, it's so easy to hop on Instagram and like find this and like just listen. And then maybe, you know, be more curious for other fields and three you know if you're interested in something and you don't think it's what someone else wants you to do then who cares you know yeah you like it you pursue it and you run with it you know but i think if you're gonna live in fear that hey i'm gonna go to eight years of school but then i'm gonna be a dentist not a doctor and you're gonna stop yourself from doing what you want to do because you're afraid of that then that's on you you know you're not gonna have anyone else to blame but yourself later yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm really glad we're talking about this though because I feel like we I, I don't know how maybe this was wasn't the case for you, but I felt like this is a conversation that we can't really have or speak honestly about. Because when you did it, at least in my experience with psych and stuff, if you bring up the subject, someone will just be like, Oh no, 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 don't worry. Yeah, no, they're for sure, for sure they're real. You know, they either just give you one or the other, but they don't have that nuanced discussion of like, okay, yeah, this stigma sucks. Yeah. But there's benefits to, you know, sticking to what you love. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I think because it's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Right. That's so scary. You know, that's one thing. (laughs) It's frustrating because, okay, fine. Cool. You love dentistry now. Can you predict the next 15 years of your life? I can't, you know, but right now and, you know, for the foreseeable future, I feel like I do really enjoy it. And I mean, I'm still at school. I haven't been, you know, Mm -hmm. doing anything really, but I love what I'm doing at school and I'm I'm going back next week and I'm really excited to like get back to it and patience really? and that routine. You know, I'm I'm excited. Yes, I love being on break, but I think I really enjoy that, you know, that aspect of talking to someone and having a conversation about their health. Right. And mm-hmm. just doing everything I can to help them. Those like instantaneous results sometimes that really transform a person's life. I really sure. miss that. And that's something that for the foreseeable future, I do see myself doing and really enjoying. And I'm excited for what it's like to be post-grad, you know, a practicing dentist. And in terms of lifestyle, what do you think? Because I remember when we spoke about this, when you first made this decision years ago. Yeah. 
there was a lot you mentioned about lifestyle yes. that appealed to you. Yeah. So like, what what are some of those things? Yeah. So I was talking to my mom about this, right? So she's she was she's an anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. and she was raising a family at the same time, and it was really really hard on her because. There was me and my sister. I can't imagine. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's really, really tough, right? Yeah. And then there's like the on calls, there's the long hours. Yeah. And so as a woman, it's really hard if, you know, the plan is to like have a family. Mm. It would be really hard to just have those like insane hours and do that, you know, at the same time. Mm. And I think the thing about dentistry is there's a little more flexibility, right? I mean, I guess not at the beginning as an associate, of course, but, you know, if there's different paths in dentistry and, I hopefully one day want my own practice and I hope to have like associates helping me out and things like that so that I'm able to balance it more and Mm. I'm able to have a better work-life balance. And of course, with dentistry, there's no on-calls. I'm not going to get a call at three o'clock in the morning to come and See, do this whatever. Is, this is why <laughs> this is why doctors bully dentists is because, we, you know what? You're just we jealous suffer. because we, we are jealous. better. <laughs> Nobody's going to deny that. Nobody is going to deny that yeah. we're extremely jealous. Yeah, <laughs> see? So that's that's like something that really, really drew me to that as well. Yeah. As, you know, I've, I've always like thought about in the future, you know, when I do have yeah. that like family, I want to be more present and i think that's easier to do in the dental in a like in a dental career than a medical so okay let's 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 switch it though because everybody would love to think okay i don't want the hustle and bustle lifestyle whatever but there's plenty of people that they're like no you know what i want i want that adrenaline i want that 2 a.m i'm gonna get a call save this life all that so do you think that someone who's more appealed to that adrenaline rush blah blah necessarily excludes them from going to dentistry? I don't think so because there's so many different fields in dentistry, right? Like you can go into like oral surgery. Um, You can do hospital-based dentistry and be on call and get like trauma cases that you have to like work on, right? Like what? Like what? So I know people who um, is also peds. Um, Mm. Apparently like the residents will get, you know, pinged or whatever for like emergencies or things like that, especially mm-hmm. with kids, you know, like they'll fall, they'll like hurt their tooth or like mm-hmm. if you're an oral surgeon, you know, accidents happen, you stuff like that, it. you got to mm-hmm. fix it. So if you're still, if you want to do dentistry, but you want that adrenaline, you can go into a specialty in dentistry that'll give you whatever kind of rush you need. Um, it just depends what you're interested in, right? Um, for me, I like general dentistry. I really want to do everything that I want to do and then refer out what I don't want to do. And so that's what I want. But, but yeah. what I'm wondering is kind of also how do you get a, how do you get intrigued by the subject material? So like one thing that all dental medical students struggle with throughout medicine is that you're doing all these rotations, cardiology, endocrine, psych, blah, 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 blah. And every medical student will tell you that like, let's say three out of the five uh, rotations they do. They leave thinking, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. They get sucked into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then with dentistry versus medicine, you kind of got to choose what part of health you want to get into, like what part of the body specifically you yeah. want to get into early. Yeah. You know? So like, what do you think, like, at what part of, what about, this sounds so weird. What about dealing with mouths all day appealed to you, you know? Honestly, a lot of it. And it's just, it's not just the mouth, right? But I think for me, the biggest one was instant transformations. I think I'm Uh, a very... Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm a very like detail-oriented person and I I really like seeing results almost immediately. So a lot of times it might not be possible, but I think like what 
when when I was doing that internship at the hospital um, and I was in the dental clinic and I told you like one of my days I was shadowing that general dentist and that patient literally came in with like half of their front tooth like completely chipped off right and they were sad and whatnot and in an hour it was fixed and they were happy and the lady was literally crying because she was like oh my god I'm not ugly anymore and I think that instant gratification it was just something that I really liked it's that transformation that's almost immediate and I think that's something in dentistry that drew me to it but Mm. but it's not just that I think it's just there's so much room for like being artistic adding like that personalization trying to to mention this yeah you meet the patient halfway right like Mm. I'm I don't know. There's just, there's really a lot to it. And it really is artistic. Like, I think when you look at people who come in and they're like, oh, I want to transform my smile. I'm really not happy with my smile. You, there's steps to it, right? You don't just immediately stick like, you know, white boxes on their mouth and like send them away. You sit there, you kind of identify what they want. You know, do they want a more full smile, a longer smile? Do they want it whiter? Do they want it more natural? Like you can then customize the teeth and like have it look more or less white depending on what they want you know Mm -hmm. really adjust the aesthetics and i think there's just so much to learn there Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to me that i i was honestly really drawn to it and i really do enjoy working in you know those like millimeters of like space and oh see that oh that put me (laughs) off that put me off you know um and i think it's really it's really rewarding and it's really cool and i really like having those conversations where i'm explaining to to the patient why it's so important to like brush and floss twice a day or you know why it's important to use fluoride or why it's whatever because you think it's common sense but to a lot of people it's not sure a lot of people it's like oh yeah i brush once a day i floss once a week yeah okay but you do you know what happens when you only do that you know it's like a whole conversation and then they're like oh i didn't know that all of this can happen from just this right and i think it's those kinds of conversations that i also find really exciting and interesting i just wish dentistry had better access yeah healthcare has horrible access across the board but i mean like see a lot of what you're talking about i can relate to because i in terms of dentistry, I've had, uh, I've been very fortunate. Usually the dentists who have treated me are my family. So like these conversations I can have to decide or, you know, yeah. but whenever I've gone for a dentist who I'm not related to, um, there, there's a bit of, a, to be honest, you know, I've never gone to a, a dentist that I'm not related to. Really? Only hygienists. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I've only been to dentists I'm not related to. And oh. honestly, I never had these conversations with them. Okay. Which is really interesting. Well, it, it depends where, but a lot of times it's like in and out. Like they'll just come, they'll do their, their thing. For the first like 18 years of my life, it was either my pediatric dentist when my teeth were like falling out or the orthodontist when I got braces. Mm. And then I went to the, so when I went to um, undergrad, I had good dental insurance. So I started regularly going to the dentist and yeah. I honestly really enjoyed going to the, I should have known, you know, that my first year when I went to the dentist and I left feeling great, I should have known that this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, it was just very like, it was interesting because they assumed that I didn't want to know about my teeth. So they took a bunch of x-rays and then they did a cleaning and they're like, you're good to go. And I was like, okay, can you tell me a little bit about what you found? And mm-hmm. then they were kind of taken aback. They're like, oh, you want to, you want to know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I feel like, you know, why would I come here if I didn't want to know? 
you know, there was nothing, I didn't feel any pain. Like I came here because mm -hmm. I was here for my annual exam. You wouldn't go to a physician and then have them run tests and then you just leave and they never well, tell you what the old, happens. That's the old model. Yeah. That was what was happening for many, many years. And I see the effects of that on my day to day, uh, the shift in healthcare. And I think it's what created a lot of mistrust. I think in the years to come, we're going to see the shift away from that. Yeah. Um, because again, uh, I'm sure you guys studied this too, the shared decision-making model. Yeah. yeah. And you need to have, you know, communication and yeah. informed consent. Like yeah. you need, you need to have these conversations. You can't just go in, sit there and leave and have no idea like what just happened. And so I think like after that first experience, I was like, okay, no, when I go into healthcare, because again, at that point, I still didn't know if I wanted to do dentistry, but I was like, when I go into healthcare, I want to make sure that I'm very, you know, open and upfront about what I'm seeing. And so I make it a point, you know, whenever my, whenever I have like a patient in my chair, mm -hmm. I, you know, it, it's easy to like pull up an x-ray and when they see something dark, they're like, oh, that's a cavity, right? Like mm -hmm. it, sh it shows. Yeah. So I make it a point to like pull it up and I'm like, so this is what's happening in your to mouth. Like this is what them. I'm seeing. So mm -hmm. this is why I'm going to do this. I don't just sit there and I'm like, cool. Okay. Like we're going to do three fillings and that's it. Yeah, and then I just along. expect yeah. them to trust me. I mean, yeah, okay, they trust you, but mm. I think it adds that like added step, right? When you're like, here's what I see, and this is why we're doing this. And it could be deep. You might need something like a root canal later or whatever, yeah. but we're gonna start with this, you know? And I think it's just really important. And that's something that they really teach us at school too, is just, you know, meeting the patient halfway, like just really explaining to them what you're gonna do and having them understand what you're gonna do so that they're able to make a decision that mm. they really understand. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, the the thing about shared decision making is that it's gonna hurt care if you don't do it. It's detri It's not good, detrimental to yeah. actual proper healthcare. And I can like definitely like, I'd want to know more about my teeth. I remember the other day I did a, I'm gonna do Invisalign yes. soon. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm really nervous. Why? <laughs> um, because I was always told I don't need the uh, braces, and so I was like. I don't know. I've been always put off, but I've always wanted uh, more of a Hollywood mm, smile, I guess. Straighter teeth. Yeah, I've always wanted that. So I, I was like, all right, let, why not? Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so, I, you know, when they took the x-rays, I was actually interested. And uh, but you make an interesting point, by the way. If th that's a good thing for someone who's considering, hey, maybe I should do dentistry or, med or medicine. If you go into your local doctor's office versus your dentist's office, where do you feel at home? I feel like something in your gut could tell you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For I sure. don't like going to the doctor. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I should have known. You. I should have known, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I go. It's not my favorite place to be, but I go. But hey. when I'm at the dentist, I'm like happy, cheery. I leave with a little goodie bag, you know. That's it's true. Nice. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the goodie bags yeah. when you leave the dentist's office. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, well, I think we've we've talked about a lot of interesting things um, to kind of summarize our paths here. We were both coming up, you know, interested in going into healthcare. You were even more adamant about being a doctor <laughs> than me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I was uh, very Gun into home. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I like I like how we split off, actually, because it, yeah. it, 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 it enriches my life to know a dentist and to know like from my childhood and to know, you know, kind of where we're heading off to and uh, kind of the steps we took because tomorrow, you know, people are going to come to me and ask, should I be a dentist? Should I be this? And I think 
just through this conversation, I'm going to be able to tell them a little bit more about why they should go into medicine or dentistry. Yeah. The way that I see it, if you're interested in being first more creative, mm-hmm, for sure. I think there's a very big creative element to it from what I got from you. And by the way, Dr. Amna Mtawa, um, our episode with her, uh, she said the exact same thing as you. You're an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, instant gratification. Um, is it fair to say greater flexibility with work-life balance? I would say so, but it also depends what field or what aspect of dentistry you go. Well, you into. can you can adjust the meter yeah. as you like. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the last thing is, and this is coming from someone who wants to go into psychiatry. Just ignore the stigma. Mm-hmm. You are a doctor. And it doesn't matter whether people believe you or not because the, the evidence is there. Yeah, you are a doctor. And even, you know what? Even, let's say, the traditional doctor, the cardiologist, the this, that, they, if they're bad doctors, they're not a doctor because they're bad doctors because their patient no longer trusts them and not letting them treat them, you know? Yeah. So what's important is your, your practice and what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Monica. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This was fun. Uh, please uh, make sure if you like what you see here, please send it to someone who would find it useful to them. Remember, guys, the po- Doctor's Brew is about helping people, getting information out there. So if, you, if any of this was interesting, you know someone who is debating between dentistry and medicine. And listen, this is coming out in the summer. Everyone just graduated. This is registering for Beth at times in Kuwait. Like, send this to them, you know, so they can uh, help uh, decide. Uh, please make sure to like, comment uh, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, that's the final sip of coffee for the day. The uh, last special thank you to our guest. Thank you. And we'll see you guys uh, next time. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.